Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had taken his bodybuilding as far as he could. After winning a record seventh Mr. Olympia title, he retired. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. As a child, her ambition was to become a dancer. As good fortune would have it, she became a princess instead. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. <laughs> it's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. As we are recording this, uh, we have been in the midst of an uncanny string of beautiful days around uh, Western Washington. It, it, the, the weather has been so great, and and we are of the mindset here in uh, in the Northwest that we yearn for it, we beg for it. Good God, will this rain ever stop? Mm-hmm. And then when it does. And we get a lot of nice days in a row. We get really worried. Really we get worried. worried. What, what do you mean we get worried? Well, where's the rain? I mean, where's the rain? But I mean, what's to be worried it's about? It's too dry. It's too dry around It's here. not dry. We're not in a drought. I'm just telling you, the, oh. and this is my perception of the, of the average Northwest mindset, is you finally get what you wanted sure. and you don't want it anymore. Well, I know because I, I get really lazy. I don't want to have to go water all the plants outside. So that's, you know, yeah. I have to go water. Oh, yeah, I got to water the plants because, oh, it's another nice day out there. Yeah. It makes me mad. <laughs> I just started, just started uh, smoking cigarettes and uh, my throat's dry and this weather is not helping. I know. By the way, what I'll tell you that right rain. now. I love you, cigarettes. You are my heart's demand. Not for a day, but in a way you cannot understand. Hey, you know what? We are in a world crisis. I know we've got trouble in the Middle East, and we've got an election coming up, and and uh, there's been a debate, and then all of this stuff going on in the world. But uh, perhaps one of the most alarming things going on right now is that we have apparently an incipient bacon shortage. Yeah, uh, this heard... story came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it, it is caused because, uh, again, of the worldwide drought, They're, they haven't been able to grow enough of the feed that, that pigs need to eat, and so they haven't been able to, uh, you know, raise as many pigs, and therefore, because there aren't a lot of, as many pigs to slaughter, to turn into bacon and ham, therefore, there's a bacon shortage. Does that mean, one thing leads to the next, leads to the next. Well, And uh... then the bacon shortage will probably lead 
to a decline in uh, doctors, uh, uh, doctors' Heart wealth. Surgeons. Yes, because they will not be performing as many emergency right. cardiology and that means surgeries. That, that means that there's going to be less Mercedes Benzes to be purchased. Exactly. So that's going there to affect will, be, the auto manufacturing. They'll have to industry. lower fees on the golf courses. I mean, everything affects everything else it's the butterfly effect it is and and uh, now we're going to call it the bacon effect i'm not concerned you know what i don't think that this is really true don't you think that um You're somebody not... the pig industry i don't know would it be the pig industry <laughs> the pig industry said we gotta start we gotta st- we gotta stir up some panic here so people will start buying you think that's bacon. what's going on i don't know it's the stranger things have happened or not so strange i think it's it, everything's you can't believe everything you hear the have pig we... industry <laughs> yeah you know what's behind this whole thing big pig that's i don't know i don't know there was a bacon shortage i just went into the store today there's no bacon there's bacon right there but it's coming it's well, coming. But, so what Prices will start going up. and. But I think it's a, all a ploy. They just want to make more money. Those pig hmm. people want to make more money. It's a, so it, they say it's there's an a shortage. Analogy, yeah. that's, that's what they do around Christmas with the toy of the year. You know, They say there's, a big, there's only so many made, and that makes puts everybody into a panic. I am surprised at the level of your cynicism, young lady. I know. I am just, I don't believe But I'm not any, saying you're wrong. I don't believe anybody or anything these days. You I, don't believe anything? I, I hardly believe anything. And uh, you know what? What about if Santa says it? Then do you believe it? Well, of course. Absolutely. That's an interesting um, topic we brought up at uh, the dinner party you weren't at a couple of weeks ago, by the way. way. Can I I mention that? I'm glad you brought that up. You can. I I saw this nice picture on Facebook of you and all your Uh guests at the dinner party. And the prime rib. And the prime rib. And the wine. And all of that. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, and then it turned out that I was unable to attend. Or didn't want to No, 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 no. That's not true. I had an event. Uh, there's a. Well, I won't even tell. I am going to tell you because right. this is an interesting thing. And don't let don't let me get too far astray okay. from this. But I, I did a fundraiser for a schooner. It's a hundred year old schooner called the Adventurous. Okay. And it's a schooner that uh, there's an organization called Sound Experience that they let kids, and in many cases, uh, kids who are at risk or you know. In, don't have a lot of money or whatever they get to go on this schooner for a day what? or several days they they man they it they they're the oh, crew for it okay. and they so cool. they're taught you know you have to work as a team on you can't take cool. a schooner out by yourself and, and manage it you have to rely on other people so it really teaches them teamwork and comradeship and it's a very cool thing so i was doing this fundraiser mm-hmm. for this thing and so they had um they had some prizes to give out gift certificates to restaurants and things like that and so they said just make up some games and things that people can can play and then they'll win these things and i said okay so i go out and i go who can make who has a really weird thing they can do with their body you know i'm thinking of like people who can turn their tongues inside out or, or their eyelids upside down and there was a little kid right. that did that Ew. and, that's just, and that's so nauseating. i'm running around and then i say anybody Anybody can sing a song, a sea shanty of any kind? And so some hands go up, so I run over to that table. There are three exceedingly drunk women. Yay! (laughs) And And if your wife and I had been there, there would have been five. (laughs) And one woman says, My friend can sing a really good song. Sing it, Whatever her name was, Jan, sing it. No, I don't want to 
And so I just go, okay, well, let's go somewhere else. So I go to another side of the room. One of the one of the inebriated uh, women gets up behind me and is walking behind me, and I didn't didn't notice her at first. She grabs my microphone and she says, "The reason she can't sing the song is because you don't have her music. Where's her music, man? Get her music." I go. I said, "What are you talking about? What music? You know what I'm talking about. Get her music, man." And she's just absolutely slaughtered. And then is it funny or is it sad? Well, I can't tell. No, it was. Or really, were you playing? The any- audience was very confused and saying, "What okay. in the world is going That's on?" That's a tough thing to have to deal with as a yeah, host. Be- and- be- because I, I did, I didn't feel like I sh- could cold cocker. Um, <laughs> right. You know. And uh, no, I so I just tried to joke it off and stuff, but she kept at it. She kept following oh. me around, and then finally, she starts kicking me in the ass. What? Yeah, she goes, ooh, ooh. and then I'm going, ha, 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 that's great. Oh and, my gosh! Yeah, yeah, she's just got very aggressive, and it was just finally somebody interceded and they got her out of there, took her someplace else to a bar. This was on a one of those Argosy. Yeah. Oh, ships. you can't get you. You're you're held so, captive. Yeah, you're held captive. So meanwhile, upstairs on the Argosy, there's there's a wedding going on. Oh. Uh, there's a wedding reception going on. So I was told later the drunk woman just went up to the <laughs> wedding reception and crashed that. Ooh. So she got even drunker. Nice. So. Anyway, that's all right. That's that. But so that's why you didn't come to the dinner party. That's why I didn't come to the dinner party. But then when I had to tell you that that I couldn't come to the dinner party, mm-hmm. I I I felt bad, and it was a couple of weeks out, and I know. my wife said, "Um, uh, no," I said, "I said, well, uh, Lisa's just going to reschedule this because she wants us there." <laughs> She'll just reschedule it. You watch. And my wife said, no, I don't think she's going to. I said, she will. She will. Uh, she won't like it, but she will reschedule it because she wants us to be there. This was, as much as anything, a dinner party for me and yes. you. And, <laughs> right. And what happened? And and so I wrote you and I said, well, sorry, we can't make it. I really feel bad. And then I'm waiting for your reply that says, well, look, I'm going to reschedule this. This is not right. You have to be there. I'll reschedule it. And so what you write back is, well, we're going to sure miss you. <laughs> and I go, son of a bee. I know. She I didn't told reschedule you, it. I told you. And Patty said, I told you she wouldn't reschedule it. I said, I was sure she would reschedule it. No, I don't have time. That was the only free weekend I had. And another set of friends who had promised they were going to be there also didn't show up. And I'm sure they thought I'd reschedule too. But now, did they just not show up? No, they said they couldn't come. Okay. But that's what I mean. I, I, I'm i sure they thought I was going to reschedule. But when you're feeding, we I had 12 people at that dinner party. And that's, a, that's hard to- Should have been 14. Should have been 16, mm. which actually was kind of good that you didn't come because we ran out of wine. <laughs> I don't know that we would have had well, you just but I missed you. You would have run out of wine sooner. I missed you. It was, it was a nice end of the summer party. Well, then you send this picture out on Facebook, yep, mm-hmm. and the food looks really good, yeah, and, and the company happy. looks good, and there's mm-hmm. big glasses of wine, uh-huh. and I think, that, gosh dang it, uh-huh. she, why didn't she reschedule that? Yeah. I said, I told you she wouldn't. I said, but she said it was... She said it was because she wanted to. I did us want there. you there. I did want you there, and you you swore to me. You said, "I am all, I'm not sure." This is what you do. You say, "I'm not sure what I have my calendar, but I'm sure I'm I'm almost positive." I know. Because I, I asked you, what did I ask you back in July? I think it was back in July. You asked me in July. I asked you in July. And what I had done was I had scheduled this uh, fundraiser. 
thing without actually putting it into my calendar. Yeah, what kind of a calendar do you keep? How do you even organize your life? I keep it all up here in my butt. Oh, that explains it. (laughs) Anyway, I I was just sure you were going to reschedule it. No, I couldn't. If I could have, I would have. Patty just walked in. Didn't you think, did you think that she was going to reschedule that dinner? No, she said no. You said no, right? But I thought she would. I was so sure of it. I was cocky. Yes, it was. Said, Don't you worry about that. She'll reschedule. She wants her prime <laughs> guests to be there. So what'd you tell him? I told him, no, she'll have her own party. Yeah. She has friends. Lots of them. She doesn't need us. Yeah, I don't need you. It just, I well, really, I, I'm really, not going to keep they, talking about it, but I know, just, I really just to say you that you really hurt me. I, deeply. <laughs> Just well, really hurt. I'm sorry. And my wife just went down to a place near our house called Darcy's Dinky Donuts. Uh, ding, ding, ding. And we have a little song we invented uh, <laughs> if Darcy's ever wants to advertise. Darcy, it was Dinky Darcy's Donuts. Darcy's Dinky Donuts. That's it. That's it. I don't think she's going to want it. But look at those donuts. Those they're, are, yeah. they're from Darcy's and they're dinky. I know, but they're, they are, these are melt-in-your-mouth donuts. Your, your wife has brought these yeah. up, up to the studio before. There's a comparable kind of donut place in the, the Pike Place Market. You know the one I'm talking about? No. They, could, they, they fry them right there. And okay. then, so they put them, you put them in a, in a bag. <sighs> And the bag is so grease saturated <laughs> that it starts to fall apart. So you got to eat the donuts right away before right, they break out exactly. of the bag. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, anyway. that's delicious. All right. Uh, so th- that somehow I veered off from the bacon shortage to talk about that stuff. Yeah, I don't know how we got there. And uh, I guess that's enough about the bacon shortage. But as we are uh, doing this podcast, and as you're perhaps listening to it, or perhaps not because you've been disgusted so far. Uh, it's it's Columbus Day, is at hand. It's Columbus Day, the day we, we're dropping this podcast mm-hmm. on Columbus Day. Oh, so. I know. But it's also Canada's Thanksgiving Day. What? Um, I don't understand that. What? How did their Thanksgiving? How did their country get discovered a month before ours? You know, I don't know the history of the Canadian Thanksgiving. Maybe we could look it up. But I did want to mention Columbus Day because I'm right. old enough to remember. The Great Columbus Day Storm oh. of 1962. Where? Uh, all over the Northwest, oh. including my hometown of Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I remember it so vividly. I'm coming home from grade school, and the wind is just picking up, and I can see trees falling, and mm. I'm really kind of scared Get going home. It, it, uh, it is a storm that most people remember to this day if they, if they went through it. It was a... Just a plain old windstorm. It wasn't a tsunami or anything like that. Just pure wind. And winds hit, they said, like 120 miles an oh hour. Oh, my gosh. Like it. it was really, and it just ripped up and down the whole northwest. The wayward wind is a restless wind. I, I was in the um, inauguration day storm when Clinton was inaugurated right. here in Seattle when the windstorm hit. That was and the, I, that was the same day that uh, George uh, W. Bo- uh, the first George Bush lost power, <laughs> and then we lost power. To the wayward wind. That same I day. was uh, reporting. I was a traffic reporter back then, and I was up in the Columbia Tower downtown Seattle, which, as you know, is what? What is it? It's 76 stories. stories. So we report on the 73rd floor. Boy, I am telling you, that 
was quite a ride up there at the top of that building. You don't you think buildings are solid and they just they don't move, but that is was actually I guess designed to yeah. have some give six yeah. feet either way. Apparently, space needle six same way. Feet either way. Yeah, it, you, if you don't move, then you're going to snap off. You know, so they do design them to be flexible. It was nauseating, and I wow. the gal that was in the reporting uh, traffic room with me was was pregnant. And so she had morning sickness on top of moving around and motion sickness. I put her yeah. I put a bucket right by her as we were trying to ride. We couldn't go anywhere. We had to report traffic because trees were coming down and cars were flying yeah, off. Yeah, we the got road a backup and, on I-90 right now. <laughs> it was awful. Hang on. It was very scary. That was one of the scariest things I've I've ever gone through. See, I never think I think most people don't think about who's up in the space needle right now. Right. What, what, what what's going on or planes that are trying to land and all that sort of and stuff. And that, I think, got up to 90, 96 miles an hour, which I can't even imagine what 120 miles... Doesn't yeah, that get into hurricane, or there must be some sort of wind category that... Yeah, we never into. we never have anything that we call a hurricane here in uh, in the Northwest, but technically, you're right. I mean, it is. It's just the, the, the way the wind is manufactured is different than it is... Well, I guess it wouldn't be a hurricane, a hurricane. because hurricanes include water, so... It would be a tornado, right? Well, Tornadoes are the dry ones. We, yeah, and often a hurricane will then become a start in the ocean? become a tornado as it, it makes landfall. Right. Um, but anyway, back to Columbus Day. Uh, I remember this was a big deal when I was a kid, and I and why? I really don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because I went to parochial school, mm-hmm. and there might be something to that because Columbus. Maybe I'm wrong about this. <laughs> Wasn't Columbus like the well, he wasn't a saint. I'm no, thinking of something else. He but, was an adventurer. He but was he, an explorer. But he was like the patron saint of travel or something like that. Am I just nuts? I don't think he was a saint of anything. No, he's not a saint, but I... I you just said he was the patron saint of travel. Oh, I know. I was thinking of St. Christopher, an entirely different guy. Ah, jeez, I wish I'd stayed in school. So the thing we were always taught about Christopher Columbus, and I think a lot of people uh, believe this as well, uh, he was from Genoa. He was an explorer. He was a navigator. He was an, uh, you know, he followed his instincts to the New World, and and they've told the story of Christopher Columbus many, many times. What a cool guy he was. He came over here three times. Uh, actually, made four voyages, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just a wonderful, wonderful human and a daring and bold person. But there are, uh, it turns out that there are some myths about Christopher Columbus. Oh, really? I have, I have a lisp. I'm sorry. Really? There are some myths about Christopher Columbus uh, that kids have been taught that maybe were not so. Oh, School man. kids are taught that Christopher Columbus wanted to find America, or in some cases they say he wanted to prove that the world was round and not flat. Right. So he convinced Queen Isabella of Spain to finance the journey, and she sold her personal jewelry to raise the money to do it, and then he bravely headed west, and he found the Americas and the Caribbean, right? And made friends with the natives, and then he returned to Spain in glory, and he had discovered the new world. Right. Let's That's, just leave it at that. That's how it happened. That's exactly how it happened. Sailor, sailor, sailor. Well, they there are some people that challenge that. They say, for example, the idea that Columbus wanted to prove the world was not flat. Well, it, it is it is said now that the world being flat was pretty much discredited way before Columbia's Columbus's time. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, but maybe not everybody believed it. Maybe he he went out to say, "Look, I'm going to settle this once and for all." You can't just say that everybody said, "Oh, okay, it's it's not." You know, there's going to be some people. We go through that today, where some people believe one thing. Maybe he just said, "This is it. I got to put an end to this. This is stupid." But would that make a guy want to risk his life, go on this? Oh, terribly dangerous, uncertain journey. Men do the stupidest things for glory. They do the stupidest things for glory. Really? Yes. I could see men doing the stupidest things for Gloria, but not for glory. <laughs> yeah, no. Well. I'm sure he went, well, he puffed up his chest and sniffed and said, oh, go handle it. It did prove, however, his first journey did help prove that the earth was much larger than people had previously thought. Because okay. he thought he would go around... The world, and he would be back tomorrow. (laughs) Well, he thought he would land in India. That's where he thought he was going to go. Right. He didn't know there was this huge two other continents in between there and Asia. So, so the the idea that's really what his journey proved. And basing his calculations on incorrect assumptions about the size of the Earth, he thought this is a way I can get to those really rich markets in the Orient. I can go this way. I can go west. And then I'll have a new trade route, and it'll make me really rich. But instead, of course, he ran into the Caribbean, and and they they had uh, native cultures there that didn't have very much gold or silver or trade goods. But so, they, I bet they had topless native women there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what are the other myths? So he was not willing to abandon his calculations. He made a laughingstock of himself back in Europe by claiming that the earth was not round. But it was shaped like a pear, he said. (laughs) Well, that was a stupid thing to say. And he said, they say he had not, in fact, found Asia because of the bulging part of the pear near the stalk of the earth. All right. So that's what he said when he came back the first time. Okay. All right. Then, myth number two was the one that Columbus had persuaded Queen Isabella to sell her jewels to finance the trip. But, in fact, he did not need to. Isabella and her husband Ferdinand had just, you know, beat up the the Moors in the south of Spain, and they had a lot of money on hand, and more than enough to send a nuthead like Columbus off on a journey sailing west. Oh, all right. In three, by the way, really second-rate ships. I mean, if they if those ships were cars, they would have been like, uh, uh, you know, old Dotsons. He it, was heading out. The Nina, the Pinta, Pinta, and the Santa Maria, right? That's very good. That's very good. You're right. I just remember. I remember having to do a report on Christopher Columbus. And there was a poem too. Was there? Uh, Something like in the year 1492, Columbus sailed the oceans blue. Blah blah blah. I think it's a. I think that ends up really dirty. I don't think you can actually say that poem. I think it does. Uh, uh, in 1492, there was so, an old hermit named Dave who kept a dead whore in a cave. <laughs> That's, I, I think you're you. right. Now I remember it better. <laughs> I told you. So so he, he tried to get financing from other kingdoms like England and Portugal, but they said no dice. And so he hung around the Spanish court for years. And in fact, he had given up and then was headed to France to try his luck when word said reached him that said, no, you know what? The Spanish king and queen will, will finance your 1492 voyage. So he didn't, he, they did, she didn't have to sell her jewels to do it. They had the dough. He just needed to persuade them. It was like venture capital for them. How did he know them? How did he meet them? At a party? He probably met, I don't know, maybe the YMCA, somewhere like that. I don't know. What was he again? What was his nationality? He's he, European, he was right? Italian. Italian. Oh, yeah. all right. 
And so the uh, that's kind of interesting that because he was, why wouldn't the Italian? Well, where were the Italian king and queen? Why wouldn't why weren't they involved in this? They were sitting around drinking wine and eating spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> I think. And so you, he went. Uh, when you think about it, that's really that's that's how far back venture capitalism goes way back to then you got you have a plan sure. you, have, you have a mission how do you get financing because you don't have the money yourself right you got to get somebody to back you mm-hmm. so anyway and then finally this myth is that he made friends with the natives that he met well what was so <clears throat> what did some of the natives come forward and go that's a complete false that's a lie well that's a bald face lie according to my sources i loved saying that by the way like i have sources uh-huh. uh it's only partially true because the europeans they had the ships the guns the clothes the trinkets and that would impress people you know mm-hmm. if on the other side of the caribbean because their technology was way behind that stuff so columbus you know he, he made friends with a local chieftain on the island of hispaniola uh, because he wanted to leave some of his men behind, and the guy said, okay, you can leave them here, sure. Mm-hmm. But he also captured a lot of natives for use as slaves, and the practice mm. of slavery was common. It was legal mm. in Europe, at any rate, and yeah. the slave trade was very lucrative. So Columbus never forgot his voyage was not one of exploration. His voyage was one of economics, and so his financing came from the hope that he would find that new trade route, he didn't find the new trade route, so he said, well, how about this? I get some slaves and I bring them back and then we can make money off of them. Hmm. So uh, that's that's perhaps the not so happy facts about Columbus, but we still have Columbus Day. Why do we have Columbus Day as a holiday? Well, so we can have uh, mattress sales and uh, you know, Les Schwab can sell tires cheap. And, and meat. And meat, things like that. Right, all right. I, I think that's the reason. Okay. Mr. Christopher Columbus Sailed the sea without a compass When his men began a rumpus Up spoke Christopher Columbus, yes. There's land somewhere until we get there We will not go wrong if we sing Swing a song. Since the world is round, oh, we'll be safe and sound, oh. Till our goal is found, oh, we'll just keep rhythm bound, oh. Have you ever had, uh, well, this is, this is, uh, this is too personal for you to answer. No, no, you've never, that's never stopped you from asking me a personal question. Well, have you ever had cosmetic surgery? Well, I had my face burned off once. Oh, I remember that now. (laughs) Wasn't that awful? So what happened was one of, uh, there was a sponsor of our radio show, and that was actually a really nice perk that that we had. Yeah. We we don't get any more because nobody wants to sponsor the podcast. But when we had sponsors of the radio show, remember we got we got LASIK done, we got our eyes done, mm-hmm. um, we we all got all sorts of things because they wanted us to provide obviously testimonials. I got a free vasectomy. They, they yeah they want us to provide free testimonials because for some reason in fact, they, I had three free vasectomies. They think that our listeners are going to go well if Pat Cashman did it then it's good enough for me. I guess that's what they think. And so there was a cosmetic surgery doctor that was um, signed to do advertising on our show, and they said, "Hey Lisa, do you want to get your face burned off and then talk about it on the air?" 
I said, sure, like an idiot. I didn't know that it was going to hurt that bad. So this was, I think, in 19... 19- they didn't tell you that it was going to hurt really bad. Yeah, I think it was 1998. I like those ads that say, and it's, it's virtually painless. In and out. You'll be, virtually. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, you come in on your lunch hour and you'll be back. Not the case at all. And I think this is before, obviously, this was decades ago, that, that before, what I think they used real flame torches back then <laughs> instead of Butane. this nice... Uh, you know, cool. They call it the cool thermage right, therapy right, now. Right. It was it was horrible. It I remember was horrible. you were in just horrible. I was pain. in horrible pain. They just burned my face off. Here's what I remember: is that you came on the air. Okay, but and, this was after I was off. I was off work for like a week. That's right. Seven but days. when you finally came back, part of the deal was that you would come on and in live. In live, in live testimonials, that. you would say, this "Oh, was, this is the greatest thing ever!" And I'm, I'm so, so glad I so did. happy with the results, and I'm so glad. And I, I did. would do it again. And, and and so you're doing what you're supposed to do. Is is but is, you're looking across the council at me, and you're shaking your head <laughs> back and, and forth, making faces. Yeah, and, and and shaking your head. This was the best thing ever. As I'm, I and you were looking at me, going, "Oh my gosh!" I told you it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. But you couldn't I say couldn't that say on the air. They were a paid sponsor part of the, the show. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. It was it? awful. Well, then, but don't you feel? And, and I've I've felt this way too, that you were hawking something, that you were telling people to go have this done, and mm-hmm. then you're not telling them the truth. You're not telling them. Okay, let let me tell you exactly what happened here. Right, and I this thing hurt so effing bad. Right, that please don't do it. But yeah, you, so you're in a terrible position. I know. That's why I always said jokingly, but in in all seriousness, that we were kind of radio horrors. I yeah, mean, I was. you know, the salespeople would come to us and say, and and they're the ones that are that are cutting these deals, not us. And and they'd say, you know, you you got to do this, and you got to, and, and here's your free, and and there are some things you're just like, I really don't want to do that. But you wanted to have the cosmetic surgery. I wanted to have my face in burned theory. off. In theory, you wanted it, right? But I remember telling your wife Patty, I said, listen, if I ever tell you again that I want to do this, just take me out in the backyard and throw some gasoline on my face and set it on fire, because that's going to be the same exact result of what I just went through. It was horrible. I remember you were suffering. I had to put Vaseline all over. It was like an open wound all over Mm. my face. And I guess... Yeah, you weren't easy to look at. I know. Didn't I wear a veil? Uh, A little lace veil when I came in? Reminded me of those women in like Ben-Hur, the lepers (laughs) that are living in the cave. You were really... You were kind because you always are, but I could see on your face the look of, oh my beep... When I when I walked in that morning, and well, I almost I thought, started to cry because I don't want to. I felt like the Elephant Man. Like that must be the reaction the Elephant Man got every time somebody showed up in public. Well, I. It's you, like you anybody that you care recoil. about when you see them in pain, you just say, "Oh, geez, mm-hmm. this is bad." And you, you want to say, you want to encourage them and say, "Hey, that, you don't, you don't look so bad." And I and I thought, frankly, you were being hyperbolic. Uh, when you were gone for a I week, know. I thought, "Oh, come on, I really? Know. You're gone for a week." Mm-hmm. You know, this is, yeah, way, they to, said it wasn't way, way to take advantage much. of it. And then when you showed up, it. when you yeah. showed up, uh, looking like uh, sh- the thing from Marvel Comics, I should have taken another week off, and I still probably wouldn't have been quite back to normal. Yeah. It was terrible, yeah. absolutely terrible. And this was this was we should tell people uh, at the point at which we were about to be fired from our radio jobs, which I knew was coming and you didn't yeah 
So I got my face burned off. Yeah. <clears throat> and But then I think you thought later, well, I'm glad I had this done now. I guess. While it was free. but I guess. But, was, but after it was all said and done and the pain went away, was it worth it? I don't know. That's a great question. So now here I am, uh, 10, 15 years later, would... How do I measure that? How do I look at my face and go, well, it's a good thing I did that? Or would I have looked exactly the same as I do right now without having my face burned off? I don't know. Me personally, I I just think that thermage and all that stuff is, is baloney. I don't see a difference in people. I think they imagine things. You don't see the before and after unretouched photographs uh, as evidence? You yeah. don't see that? Yeah, that's all I see. When it happens to a real person... I see nothing. What I see, what I like about those photographs is it'll say before and then after six weeks of, but the hair, like they'll have a hair that's in the same exact, you know, it's the same photograph because that little curl, <laughs> there you go again. that curl is right there in yeah. the same photograph. It's yeah. really ridiculous. Well, but, but it, there's no, there's no stopping people who want to have this kind of surgery done. I know. And they're coming up with new kinds of surgeries now that are all the rage, including uh, this one that Lisa spotted, and maybe you've heard of by now as you're this listening to really this podcast. Disturbing. This is more disturbing than getting my face burned off. This is happening in Japan, and this is considered to be very hip yes. in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're they calling it the bagel head. The bagel it, head, like the bagel, like a bagel that like you bagel. eat. And it's absolutely hideous. It's, and what they horrible. do, they, 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 they inject saline, which is salt water, into your forehead... And and so they get these big giant bubbles injected into their forehead. So it causes the skin. The skin swells up. Yeah. And then they make a dimple in it so that it they you take the injector sticks his thumb right in the middle of that big puffy thing, and makes it. What is the point of that? So it looks like a bagel is under your skin. I mean, you could get the same That's effect. So creepy. You can. It, so you know what this looks like. It it's the same effect you would get if you hit somebody with a baseball bat right in the forehead. My yeah, son, you're a big lump. my son took a fall when he was a little kid, and the lump came out on his forehead so huge that I had to take a picture of it. And my wife, said, <laughs> I you thought take... you were going to say, "See, this is how you are." My... I thought you were going to say that I had to rush him right to the emergency exactly. room. You said that I had to take a picture of it. <laughs> exactly, that's what my wife said. What are you doing? Let's get him to the doctor. I said, "Well, no, wait. Look, we got to take a picture. This he's years from now, he's going to not believe this." So that was my first instinct. But this is the dumbest thing. It involves injecting about 400 cc's, which is a lot. I don't know how much that is. CC stands for uh, Canadian Club, I believe. <laughs> uh, no, you put uh, this. It's called saline, and it's yeah. a, it's salt water. It's sterile, though, so it's safe for the human oh, body. Oh, good. And you put it in the forehead, and then you have a slow IV drip. And then, so you got the big lump, but the bubble itself takes a couple of hours to perform. Oh, these pictures are gross. I know. We're gonna put. We'll put some up uh, with the with the. Podcast. And then while the bubble is in your forehead, somebody. That's takes what I just said. You stick the, their thumb and they stick it in the middle. And they stick in the middle so that when it they pull like it out, you've got a big bagel. You got a bagel head. Why in the world would this be? I don't know. Involved. National it makes no uh, sense. National Geographic has a show called Taboo, and they're actually going to be featuring. Um, this is what I, I don't think this falls under cosmetic surgery. This falls under the category of body modification, and it falls into the category of tattoos and piercings. I think. Right. Don't you? So they're going to actually do a whole uh, sh- a series, uh, an episode on this this trend called bagel heads. 
And uh, what in what's what's the justification? What are these bagelhead well, people saying? You could make you could make the argument about ear piercing. I I remember arguing with my mother getting my ears pierced, and she did not want me to. That's a that's body modification. I mean, yeah. you know, just because it's normal for you. But you look stupid. With I mean, I my, think piercings kind of look kind of cool. Well, that's Maybe you. I've just gotten used to the, it. These, these Japanese this, you, people These people think look like dorks. That's what you say, but maybe they think, oh, man, that's a really cool bagel. It doesn't last long. I think it's only... It oh, only it isn't la- permanent? No, 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 no. I think the saline leaks out of your head or your eyes or your ears after... I think oh, it's only... Geez. It's temporary, so it only lasts like a week or something So they're like only that. temporarily stupid looking. <laughs> right. <laughs> here's some of the comments. Uh, you know, uh, do you think they put top ramen seasoning on Domino's pizza crust? So there are some vaguely racist comments on oh. here about this because this is a Japanese. Yeah, this is a, the all the rage. Thing. It's the rage. But uh, this is a real head scratcher. But don't scratch it in front. But Japanese, the Japanese um, do sort of set these trends, which are kind of interesting because they are they they're usually the first to try stuff, and they're then it, hip. and then it makes its way over to Western culture. But do you remember that trend uh, with those contacts that had very big? Um, anime pupil eyes. Remember? Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I ran into a girl. I'm wearing some right now. <laughs> Have you seen somebody in real life with those? It's really, it's startling. Not in real life. It's startling to look in their eyes. And I, there was a girl at a bookstore once and I, 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 yeah, I've, I've seen people wearing those. and uh, It's startling. I don't like it. I think it looks thinking, dumb. Is, are those your real eyes? No, you're not thinking they're their real eyes. Well, I it do because I'm be. naive. It can't be. It's those contacts. They're very odd looking. Yeah, I wonder. You always wonder what does it look like from their point of view. Do you see clearly through them? Yes, you do. You it's do. like colored okay. contacts. Like if you wear green contacts, you don't see the world in green. Anyway, bagel see. heads to me, I would have called them donut heads. They look more like donuts. <laughs> Darcy's you. dinky donuts. Yeah. that's what they look like. I'm gonna have a donut right now. All right, me too. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 